young entrepreneurs and savvy parents. On this podcast, we are unlocking the secrets to financial success and empowering young minds through financial education, personal development, and entrepreneurship. We're here to provide practical tips and guidance on raising unstoppable and money-savvy kids. We'll explore inspiring stories from young trailblazers and interview successful entrepreneurs so your kids won't inherit your financial history. It's never too late to learn about money and build the life most adults only dream of. From managing your birthday money to starting your own community-based business or even launching an online business, we've got you covered. I started my first business at the age of six and a half. I've been a lifelong entrepreneur ever since. So buckle up and join us on this thrilling adventure that will empower you and your kids to achieve unstoppable greatness and generational wealth. I'm your host, Barb V, and this is the Kid Factor Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I am so excited to have you here today on the Kid Factor. We are bringing back an amazing guest that is a person who literally changed my life. Not only did she change my life, she changed my business. She changed the trajectory of a lot of the things that I do. Please welcome back Jane Marie, the queen of organization. Jane Marie is a professional organizer and has been for over 20 years. I know I've heard some stories that said she had the womb organized before she even came to the world herself. And Jane Marie has been a certified professional organizer. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that today. And she's the mother of nine and the grandmother of 11. Jane Marie has been a lifelong learner. And we're going to talk some about that today, but welcome everybody back to our show, Jane Marie, the queen of organization. I am so delighted to be here. Thank you for inviting me and for having me back. Oh, Jane Marie, you've, uh, our listeners loved your episode. And if you didn't hear or catch Jane Marie's first episode, definitely go back and listen and watch that first episode. But Jane Marie... Where do you want to start today? I'd like to tell how I got into this business. Okay. Not from when you organized the womb or? No, no, not that far back. Okay. I was asked by someone to go visit this lady. And I'm I'm really actually quite shy in certain circumstances. And that was one of them. To knock on a door of somebody I didn't know. And then start a conversation and stay with them. But I did. I went to this lady's house. I introduced myself. And we were sitting at her kitchen table. And I was kind of looking around a little bit, looking around to see what what was going on. And that was my first, first thought that somebody was a hoarder. Like, I didn't even know what a hoarder was. I looked around and saw this little... In the industry, we called it a rabbit trail where you could just have enough room to walk through this deep path. And I was glancing around, looking at her situation, and I just said, you know, I could help you with this. I didn't even know I could help somebody with that. I'd never done it before, but I just knew that I could fix that. So she said, you can? I said, oh, yeah, I can. And so I started out. 
she could she had been ill. There's always a reason. It's not that just people don't want to be organized. There's a reason why they're not. And she had been ill and couldn't lift anything heavier than her coffee cup. So I brought everything to her as she sat. She decided if she wanted it or not. I took it away. If she didn't, it took us three months and we did every area in her house. We moved some rooms from downstairs up, some from up down. She had a porcelain doll studio in the top floor of her garage. We organized everything. It took three months. And then as I was leaving, this is what she said to me. You know, I was checking out. I told my husband that I was planning suicide and I was done. And I just got covered in goosebumps. And I said to myself, you just changed someone's life. You saved a life. You saved a family. And I had no idea before that, that I had the skill to make such a difference. Wow. Wow. And you've been doing that now for more than 20 years. I think closer to 25, actually. I think it was 25 years ago. She was my first. And the thing about a unique ability is you just innately know how to do something. Yeah. That's how I got started because I thought if I can change someone's life for the better and have it so easy for me, then let me help. That's incredible. And I've, I've got to mention, I love the sign behind you. And it looks like somebody's buried in a closet trying to figure out maybe what they're going to wear for school that day. In this picture, she was actually looking for a shoe. Oh, my word. Okay. So what can you share with us to tell our parents who argue and fight with their children all the time? What can they do to decrease that stress to help their children? I know you have a class, an incredible class called Change Your Bedroom, Change Your Life. Can you tell us a little bit about that and why it's so important to have an organized environment, but also all the different things in the person's life that need to be organized? Because I know one of the things you taught me when we first met and I had you come and organize my business in my office, one of the amazing things that you shared with me is if one thing is disorganized in your life, Almost everything is out of whack in your life. So do you want to start there and then talk about that with parents and their children and how you can have the kids and the children live more in harmony? Okay. Well, back then, as I told you from before, when I was organizing this lady's life in the physical sense, it came to me that Actually, it was six areas of your life. I called it spices. Spices. The first S stands for spiritual, which is not religious. It's innate. And then the P for physical. I for emotion. I sorry. I for intellectual. C for cultural. E for emotional. S for social. So it's all of those areas. And 
when one of those areas goes out, like if you have an illness and you can't keep your physical together, then you can believe that every other area is going to go out because your emotional is going to be involved. And socially, you might have a problem with your closest friend. And culturally, you might not be able to carry the load that you were carrying with the group, the service group, or whatever you're doing. It just goes out that way. Okay, back to the next question, what parents can do. I've taught this class to 1,800 people in 25 different countries. Wow. I love Zoom. It's great. But what I've learned from this is in the situations that were not successful, the child involved in my class had a cleaning lady that did their work, so they didn't have to clean their bedrooms. Or they had parents who finally says, oh, I can't stand this anymore. And they go in and clean up the child's mess. Because, you know, we don't do things we don't have to do. And if you can just sit back and ignore your mom for a while, and then she'll go in and clean your mess, then why would you do it yourself? So those are two very important things to think of. The last one I would like to point out in this situation is the child needs to be responsible for their own space. That's a mic drop in and of itself. But how do you how do you deal with a family where the child is sharing a bedroom with a slappy sister? and or brother and an organized child and uh, you have that chaos in the same room well it also works for husband and wife Ooh, a clue the room needs to be divided in half i don't mean with caution tape or anything but you know this is your side i've got to admit i did that with my sister i would the organized one and my sister was not I put a strip of tape down the middle of our room and when my dad or mom came in and they yelled at us clean up that room I'm like mine is clean hers is the mess and one of the things we did I put her on the uh, farthest away from the door so anybody looking in they saw my side first but then they knew I'm not going to get in trouble for her messiness Exactly. Well, I want to say that that takes care of the responsibility of making sure their own room is clean, even though they're sharing it. And that's a really good example of thank you for sharing that, that you actually experienced when you were a kid, because this does work. That's amazing. Another thing really important that parents don't usually think of, I just feel like to putting this in here is they need to have the structure that can be organized. What is that? If they've got books all over the floor, they need a bookshelf. If they have crafts and whatever that they're working on, they need a place to store these like a cupboard, uh, some kind of a cabinet so that it can be cleaned up and put away. So you need structure. Awesome. And what was the thing? And I remember part of it, but what was the thing that you shared with me and taught me that about I'm not allowed to buy anything new and bring it into my home? Unless you have a place to put it when it gets home. 
Now, if you have a lot of the same things, maybe you're someone who likes to shop for clothes, or maybe you buy your children a lot of clothes, or maybe you have hand-me-downs from family members that give you all their clothes when they grow out of them. What you need to decide is which ones you're keeping and which ones you're not. And if you bring an influx of, say, maybe you were shopping and buy five shirts, you need to remove at least five shirts from your closet. Because if you didn't need new shirts, then you shouldn't have bought them. And if you did need new shirts, you take away the ones you no longer need. Wow. How does that help with money and budgeting then? Let me tell you, because you asked me about children, let me tell you how this related in my family. Nine kids. Everybody had too many clothes. The laundry was horrendous until I figured it out. But this is what you do. I would buy clothes and bring them home. The kid might like them, might not, might wear them, might not. The drawers were getting fuller and fuller until one day I noticed that, that people danced. You know, little girls, they put on this cute dress and they twirl and they fluff and they just, they dance in front of the mirror because they feel good in that item of clothing. One day I noticed the boys dance too. Now theirs isn't a frilly, twirly thing. Theirs is more of a stomp, but it's a dance. And I've noticed this with men and women also. People dance. I caught myself dancing in clothes that I was thinking of purchasing. So from that point on, I no longer shopped for my kids and brought them home, the clothes home. I took a child at a time shopping or one or two children at a time shopping. And if they didn't dance, I didn't buy. Because if they danced, they'd wear it. If they didn't dance, they wouldn't wear it. And it was a waste of my money. That's amazing. And I know we've been friends now for years. And you will often talk about different clients that you'll go into their home and they still have the tags on some of the clothes that they're now discarding. That is a huge money saver. That happens all the time. Wow. Tell you something about that. If you try to get out the doorway of your house wearing something that you just bought and you can't get it out Three times, that means you put something on, you go, oh, I don't want to wear this today. And you take it off and put on something else. Three times, if you cannot get out the door, give it away because you will never get out the door. I had a situation with a top. It was beautiful. It was white and it was, it was really nice. And when I gave it away, it had the price tag on it. Every time I tried to wear that, I took it off. It was too white. So just let you, yourself know if you buy something, you can't get out the door three times, give it away right then and save yourself the problem because you've already spent the money. You're not going to get the money back by keeping it in your closet. You're just going to remind yourself every time you see it that you took a financial hit. Wow. Is everybody taking notes? Incredible mic drops today. Oh, Jean Marie. Tell us a little bit more about the some of the things that you talked about, the intellectual and the cultural in your spices program 
for parents and children because we deal with a lot of bullying in our schools today. And a lot of things where, and, and like our first time we met, you talked about the cultural and the intellectual, and you didn't feel good about yourself because you weren't being taught and instructed in school the way you were a learner. How can our parents and our kids think more about the bullying and the intellectual and the cultural things that you teach about in how to organize those areas of their lives? Okay, that's a really interesting question. I think it goes back to sorting. Okay. What is the cause of the problem? Okay, is it that your child goes to school every day unkempt? Their hair is not combed. Um, They've got snarls in their their hair. Their clothes are stained. How do they go out the door? Because if they go out the door like that, then you're setting them up to be teased and bullied on the playground. So I have a little granddaughter who had long, gorgeous hair, way, way down past her waist. And she refused to let her hair be brushed. It was a screaming match. It was painful every single day. And she often went looking like a rat's nest in her hair. So the response, once we sorted it down to, oh, yeah, it's the hair, then she got a hairstyle that's short that she can handle on her own. So her mother loved the long hair, but she didn't love the long hair. Okay. Sort to see what is the problem. What is causing this? I had a son who had somebody that wanted to beat him up on the playground. At home, he was taught not to fight. Because we we emphasized love. Love each other, love other people. He was taught not to fight. So one day he grabbed, it wasn't that he wasn't strong enough. He grabbed the kid, threw him on the ground, had his fist up in the air as if he was going to punch him in the face. And then he said, oh, whatever. And he got up and walked off. The kid knew he could have been beat up. My son didn't have to beat him up. Never bothered him again. He just had to prove he wasn't afraid and that he was capable, but he chose not. Awesome. Awesome. Are you afraid that your kids are going to live in your basement until they inherit your house? At the Kid Factor Academy, we can ease your fears and empower your kids. Go to thekidfactor.fun to book a free chat with me and learn how to get your kids to move out of your basement sooner. Would you like to better attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting? Did you know that podcast advertising has become the number one way to reach customers since 2020? Go to thekidfactor.fun, book a chat with me to see if your business qualifies to advertise on our show. I remember a story you shared, and this goes kind of back, circle back to the clothes and wearing the clothes and things like that. I remember the story you shared with me one time about the struggle for helping a child get out of the house sooner and not be late to school and things like that because they were always struggling to think of what am I going to wear today? And I remember one of your sons, you told me you bought 
five pair of his favorite pants, five <laughs> pair of his favorite shirts. Share that story and how it helped you to be better organized as a parent and help the child feel better about himself. Okay. This boy was in kindergarten and he would fight me if he couldn't find his clothes that he liked the most. And I could tell by how much trouble I had getting him out the door what his teacher was going to go through. And I would call the school and I would say, I'm sorry, it's one of those days. So I solved the problem by getting him, it was a little green sweatsuit. And he loved it. And I got five of them for him. So it was comfortable getting him out the door. But there was one problem with that that I didn't know at the time. And this is the rest of the story. He would stop on the way to school because he was going with his brothers, right? And they would stop at this little creek. So by the time he got to school, he wasn't as clean as he was when he walked off the door. So it looked to his teacher like he was wearing the same dirty clothes every single day. Ooh. Okay. So now we've got all kinds of um, innuendos from the teacher. The kid's not treating him like he would like to be treated. But this was the first year, and I realized that he had other problems. And so I had him repeat kindergarten two years for his better good. And the second year, he was more capable, and it kind of solved the problem. But I would say that if you would use that, that you would let the teacher know in advance, heads up, you'll have a better day. If he wears this outfit, and by the way, there's a creek on the way to school, I send him clean. <laughs> oh, yeah. how many times have we as young people done things after we left mom and dad and after we left the house before we got to school and changed our wardrobe, changed all kinds of things like that. So, oh, amazing. Jim Marie, are there any other things that I haven't asked that you as an amazing parent as a certified professional organizer. Tell us a little bit about that, because that, we haven't talked about what is the difference between being a professional organizer, hanging a sign out there saying I'm an organizer and a certified professional organizer. Okay. There's an, there's a national association it's called NAPO and it's for um, productivity organizing and they have a certification program. Now, it's hard. You have to have a minimum of 1,500 hours of organizing in somebody's chaos. And you have to write this exam. It's grueling. Um, they offer it only twice a year. And it is expensive. So not very many people do it for whatever reason. I thought I'm going to be organizing anyways. This is what I want to do. So I might as well keep track of my time and go through this process. And I'm really glad I did because I've noticed that there's a lot of people that are professional organizers that love to in, in, um, and enjoy organizing their kitchen and think they should go out into business. Oh, I organize my own home. It's so much fun. I'll go into business. And some of them are very good but the majority of them don't know how to solve the problems that they come across with the people that they're helping. So it's 
like you have what I would say a master's or a PhD in professional organizing. Yes. And it's not just once and done. Every three years, I have to have 45 continuing education units to recertify. And if I ever missed that, I would have to start over all over from the very beginning, collecting 1500 hours again. You can be sure that when that comes up, I never miss that recertification. And that's, and that goes into your being a lifelong learner. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's very important. And I'm glad I did it. Every now and again, I look to see how many people around me are organized with that certification. The last time I looked in Utah, there were only four of us in the whole state of Utah. Wow. Something that everybody does. It's not easy. It's not simple. It's easy to put a placard out there and say, I do this or this is what I do. Now, do you have a specialty or a focus that you work with as a certified professional organizer? There may be some things I enjoy doing more than others, but the principles of organizing are true across the board. Okay. them for organizing your computer. You would use them for organizing your photos. You would use them for organizing your warehouse. It doesn't make any difference. They're correct principles. They transfer across. So I think it's just what the person likes. I want to do something that's going to make a huge difference in somebody's life. And and you did in mine. Absolutely did in mine in my business. And you know, it was some of the best money I ever invested and best time. And I have for 15, 20 years now, I have kept up with the majority of the things that you've taught me. And it has made a huge difference in my business. I am not blessed to have my own children, but I know some of the children that of friends of mine I have recommended you to, and you have actually flown across country to help families and people to organize. But also during 2020, you were in how many different countries organizing children? Five. Yeah. Say that you, you cut out. Sorry. 25 different countries. I've taught children around the world. To organize what? Oh, that's the class. Change your bedroom, change your life. Okay. So, and and I know it's a little different for young children as it and it's more intense for the middle school and the high school students. Tell you want to share a little bit about that. And yeah. what's the difference? And one of the things I think people don't know and understand, what does being unorganized cost us? Okay, so, well, there's two words. One is unorganized and one is disorganized. Okay. Disorganized means that you were once organized, but you're not anymore. And unorganized means you have never been organized. Okay. If if you don't know how, if you, so many people don't know how. And once I teach them how, then they can become organized. And then life is a flux. It goes up and down, up and down. And that's how you were once organized, but now you're not. So that's the difference between those two words. Okay. Now, in my class, I have a younger class that's eight to 12 years old. 
and the older class is 12 to 18 years old. Now, you notice that 12 is in both classes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll have a young 12, and sometimes you'll have a more mature older 12. And the parents got to choose which class they wanted their child in. Excellent. The younger class had two sessions. The older class had three. And the reason why I have that second, that third class for the older kids is I teach them what they can do in their organized room. Wow. So now, and you said to 18, do you work with college students over 18? I could, but I haven't, I didn't have the platform to do that, but I definitely could help uh, a student getting ready to go away to college, be successful at college. Okay. And if parents want to work with you or reach out to you, what do, how do they do that? And I know we'll put it in the show notes, but what are some of the things that you can offer parents and adults even? You did mention very briefly that I have flown across the country. If somebody wants to hire me, fly me to their place and work with me and fly me home. I love that. One of my favorite situations, a lady flew me to Baltimore. So this was this was from the West. She flew me to Baltimore. We helped de-junk everything in her house that she didn't need. And she had a lot of stuff that we got rid of. And then I helped pack her up. And then I flew home. Then her grandson came and drove that truck from Baltimore to Kennewick, Washington. Then they flew me to Kennewick. And I organized their new home and they flew me home. It was worth it for them. They paid me for my services. I stayed in a room in their home. Some places I've been put up in a hotel. It depends on the dynamics and what the people want. I was flown to Henderson, Nevada to work with a family. And they had me work through their place. We we had planned on a week. And they said, oh, this is so amazing. We want the whole house done. So they kept me for another week and rescheduled my plane. Then I flew home and time passed. Beautiful, beautiful people. And she was offered a position in another state that she wanted. She was a doctor. And she was offered this position and to set up a clinic. And they had such an easy time packing up their house because it was all organized, all the junk was gone. She said it was the best move they ever had. Wow. I enjoy doing, and it goes back to how best can I help somebody? How best can I change their situation, their life, their relationships? You've saved marriages from going in and- Absolutely. Oh, can I tell that story? Absolutely. Realize that? Okay, a, a husband's brother died. And for nine years, he bought clothing. He bought belts. He bought shoes. He bought dress shirts. But in the meantime, he had retired and he had no need for these clothes. He just kept purchasing and purchasing. They filled his room. He had a huge closet. They filled his um, the family room downstairs. They had an office down there with a desk. It filled that. Things were just piled high. When we counted, I think he had 247 shirts, dress shirts, and he didn't didn't go to church. He didn't go to work. He just kept buying them. And she had asked him to stop. She had asked him to get help. 
she had asked him to fix this problem. And then one day she wanted the desk. She needed to access the desk. She couldn't access the room, but she wanted that desk moved into another area of the basement where it could be her use. And she said to him that she was going to hire a professional organizer for him and he needed to work with me and get the job done. Well, he wasn't very interested in working with me at first because it was put upon him, but it didn't take him very long to realize that I really wanted him to have a better situation and that I was nice, easy to work with. I wasn't demanding or controlling. Some people I've heard organizers walk around holding a garbage bag and forcing people to throw things out. It was not my style. Nice and gentle, nice and loving. So before long, he and I were working very well together. And then as she was writing out the check, I told her what the amount was. And that's the only time ever, 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 ever I've asked, is that amount okay? And she looked me straight in the eye and she said, it's a lot cheaper than a divorce. I went, whoa, I never even thought that that's where they were headed. But she had given them an ultimatum, fix it or we're done. Because I can't live like this anymore. So yeah, it saves marriages. Jean Marie, and, and, and I bet it has saved the lives of a lot of young people when their parents were ready to kill them because their bedrooms or their desk or their notebooks and their everything has been unorganized or even disorganized. And, you know, a lot of kids have probably graduated because of your services and help. Or maybe even stayed alive. Stayed alive. Yep. Yeah. I just wanted to say one of those girls I taught in the 1800 kids I taught lives nearby. Okay. We connected on a different level. And during that situation, I didn't give out my personal information too often, but occasionally I did. And we stayed in contact. Well, she moved forward with everything I taught her and kept it. So then she'd send me a picture. This is what I decided to do to contain my dirty laundry. And it was a cute little bedside table that pulled out with a laundry compartment. It was the cutest thing I ever saw. And um, we've connected a few more times. She had a situation in her life where one of her dearest friends died. Now the cleanliness in her room that was like this went down and then came back up because she lost it when she couldn't do anything else but cry all day. Okay. And I mentioned this briefly, that there, there is life happens and you can't get organized once and stay organized forever. But she had the skills to bring her back up. She's graduated from high school now. Her whole future is ahead of her. She's got plans. She knows exactly what to do. And she knows how to keep her things organized. And she does. So it is amazing. The things that I have been able to teach kids in that bedroom, change your bedroom, that, that class, change your bedroom, change your life. And the parents, I know you teach more than just the kids. You teach the parents because the parents have to be on board too. And it's not an argumentative type of environment. It's a loving, understanding, educational environment. So I've had a lot of parents fit in and I've had a lot of parents ask questions at the end because there's a question period for for kids and for parents. 
And I've had the parents learn things, aha moments about their children that they had no idea until after the class. Well, Kid Factor family, I am so excited. Please share this episode with others. And you might have to listen to it a couple of times to take even more notes. Definitely reach out to Jay Marie. I know I'm going to, can I share what the, one of the projects you've got coming up soon? Sure. Um, Or do you want, would you tell everybody about a project that you've got in the works that's coming out? You're going to have to tell me. Uh, Oh, that one. (laughs) I have a book that I've been writing. And I know there's a lot of organization books out there and they all give the style of organizing of the writer. But I have found my success in asking my clients individual questions. For example, how long has it been since you used this item? And if you have a um, one size fits all book, Only certain people can be helped by that that book. And actually, when I help people organize their houses, I often find books written by other organizers, um, organizing things like closet organizers that are part of the mess, or magazines and articles where people tried so hard. And I respect that. And I really um, applaud them for that. But there was some problem with it that they couldn't use it. So this book that I'm writing, it's um, just going through its editing stage. It asks questions. And if the person really wants to get organized, they will ask themselves those questions as if I were sitting in the room and that we were having a conversation together, and then they will know what to do next with what they're working on. So that's my upcoming project. I'm really excited about it. Awesome. Awesome. And I, I, I shared that and really want our audience to know about it because not only do and, and we talked about spices, but you're able to help. And I know you've helped some friends of mine who are getting their masters and their doctorates or writing their dissertations. You're able to help them organize their books, their dissertations. So it's not just that physical environment. It's not just their wallet, their money, their car, their closet, or anything like that. You really help and you are truly the queen of organization. Because you can help, and I've seen you help so many people in so many areas and really, truly change their lives. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And if I've even said one thing that's helped somebody or helped the family, I'm happy. I'm happy for you. And I wish you the best in creating order in your life. Jamie, thank you. And the Kid Factor family, really, if you are struggling with any type of organizational issues, please go in the show notes, reach out to Jay Marie, let her do a, consult- a um, consultation with her, get her on your team, get her on your side, parents, kids, whatever you're working on. Definitely, because like I said, Jay Marie has changed my life and it has been for the better. As we close today, remember your ABCs. Be strong in all that you do in academics, athletics, business, and cash flow. And most importantly, in your life. 
And when you do that, you will be unstoppable and you'll be able to create a life that others only dream of. I'm Barb V and this is The Kid Factor. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please follow the show, submit a rating and review, and share us with your friends and family. Be sure to go to our website, thekidfactor.fun, to receive your free PDF tips for raising financially independent kids. 